we love that. That brings joy to us. That back and forth. That just, you know, that's just what we like. So, you want to play that game? We can play that game. It's cool. You know, it's it's all it's all on in between the lines. Like we're we're competing for something huge. Like so, we're not. You know, it's never personal. I don't care who I'm talking to. It's just a person right here, and I'm just gonna say what I feel, and I'm gonna do what I feel too. And that's what they're gonna do. And we appreciate. Like you know, if you you bring it and we we on that, that's cool. But you know, what we look for that's what you saw happen. You saw ain't no running in the hill, man. We climb up the chimney. Yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no fun, smoke, man. man. We're going to let everybody know we're here. We're going to play hard, trying to get a win. And if you don't like it, oh well. And you might as well bring it, so. You're going to cry what the baby's going to do. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing, so, you know. I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Grizz Nation, welcome back. What up? How y'all doing today? How y'all feeling? Hopefully great, because I'm feeling great. We feeling great. And we want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast, man. I'm your host, Chris Ingram, with my amazing co-host today. We got Luke. We got Nicole. How y'all doing, man? How y'all feeling this morning? I'm good, man. You know, had a fun basketball-filled weekend. And baseball, but the basketball watching this, you know, it's just fun, fun weekend. Yeah, yep. How about you, Nicole? How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Same for me. Uh, I enjoyed All Star Weekend. I don't know why everybody was like it was boring. It was fun to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a blast watching, so I had a good time. Well, look, I'm putting on my uh, as Chris Vernon would say, my grumpy grease. Um, persona today so uh <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about that we're gonna definitely talk about all-star weekend uh but yeah 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 coming off of uh, uh you know it was an exciting weekend you know all-star week I- i've said personally before the trade deadline is one of my favorite days of the week but all-star weekend is definitely one of my favorite weekends of the year for sure uh so no matter what happens it's just always good to see that you know the stars of the league come out and uh celebrate the nba so we're going to get into All-Star Week in a little bit, but we're going to actually skip the news today, y'all, because we're going to get right into these topics. It was a slow news week, basically, because it was nothing but All-Star. We had a few little things come through, but we're going to get right into it, man. So um, as y'all have seen, if you haven't already, uh, I feel sorry for you, but uh, in All-Star Week, our own, our very own John Morant got celebrated this weekend uh, with the first day on Friday. Um, they were able to Nike and him, they collaborated and were able to bring out the uh, Mount Club. Uh, what, I said club. <laughs> Mount Twelveski. That was not a club. It could no. be one eventually in Memphis. You never know. Watch out, Memphis. I know y'all love clubs. So it could be a Club Twelveski coming soon. Well, I don't know. Ja, you might have to give me some pub on that. But um, <laughs> Mount Twelveski, uh, they brought that out to Utah, and it was amazing to see just – I said personally it was like top two – I said top two, top three, but I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say top two Nike rollouts ever just because, I mean, it was it was dope, man. It was dope. So, uh, first of all, before we go into the next part of this question, I want to just get y'all opinions, what y'all felt. Uh, Nicole, we're going to start with you. How, how did you feel about the whole just branding of everything? 
just seeing Ja get that type of publicity uh, and that kind of love from Nike, what, what was your thoughts on that uh, coming in the All-Star Weekend? I had two thoughts. Thought number one, I love it. I love it. I love to see any player who works as hard as Ja get this type of recognition. But he's he's one of the few that I've seen actually get something like this. Like this man had a whole ice block delivering his shoes. It was like a whole slide of ice. I mean, he had an ice sculpture of him. He had the grizzly bear sculpture out of snow and ice. Like his logo was sculpted out of ice. So this was huge for him. But in the back of my mind, the only thing I could really think about outside of that, like how proud I am of him and how much I love what Nike put together was the fact that so many people are going to sit here and excuse my French. Y'all going to have to bleep this one out. Shit on this man because of the whole Kyrie shoe situation with Nike. Like, this has been loading for Ja since that situation even happened. It was in the works for a year and a half, two years. Shoe contracts yep. take so much longer than people think they do. So mm-hmm. that, that was in the back of my mind. But in the front of my mind, I'm proud of Ja. I think Nike did phenomenal. The presentation was beautiful. They even had Ja and his crew in the little 12 ski jackets. And he was the coach. <laughs> and then he had the team. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, super dope. What about you, Lou? When you saw, what were your thoughts and how did you feel about it? Man, what I've, what I've loved about the whole campaign they've done with Ja, like dating back to the first commercial, the like, the like, says who, that commercial to this, like, each release has lived up to the hype, in my opinion. You know, like, like for both of them, the first commercial, the first, this big presentation, I've, I've always wondered, like, Man, what are they gonna do? Is it gonna is it gonna be cool? Is it gonna be is it gonna match Jaw? It's gonna be Jaw, and mm-hmm. not only does it mm-hmm. not only is it him, but it's it's like like you said, it's one of their best campaigns they've ever done. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. there's not been a campaign of theirs I've like, I mean, I don't want to say MJ, but you know, like I don't like in terms of rollouts and and the whole shebang that they throw behind it. It's like this this one's working. Mm-hmm. And they, with all the all the news, they could choose to you know not, still not back this horse, but they're going for it, and I love it. I love seeing it, and I love seeing it for him too because he does deserve it. Man works his ass off. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent because it's like even the fact that it was no, like we are really plugged in to to Grizz news, Grizz culture, yeah. everything, and none of us got an inkling. <laughs> that this was going to be a thing in Utah. So even the fact that it is literally, I, they call pop-ups pop-ups, but usually you get some type of notice, like a week or two, maybe even a month, we would have a pop-up shop here at this time. No, no, no. They they popped up literally with this stuff uh, that none of us as fans knew about. And it is almost kind of like the Beyonce thing. Like when stuff like this drop, as big as the impact that these people have on culture, like you running to try to go get it. You know, it's no, I don't need a notice. I'm stopping what I'm doing to see what's going on. And just the the subtle details, you know, in that sculpture to have, you know, the jewelry, to have the grizzly bear, to have the shoe, to have a ice statue, or I don't even know what you call it. It's not really a statue, but a jaw in ice. Like 
everything they did was dope. You go inside the building, you know, they got the ice slide with the shoe and the merch coming down. Like, like you said, Nicole, you, you hit it on the head. They don't come up with this stuff in no couple days. You know, that that the thought in the, the, the preparation, the set design, everything that it took to get that whole thing set up. That's not a, oh, we dropped Kyrie, let's jump in. Because I've never seen even Kyrie get something like that. Um, besides commercials, I haven't seen LeBron get a dope, not something as dope as that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's one of them things to where, you know, y'all didn't get this episode because of, of, of technical issues. But on the episode a couple weeks ago where uh, uh, our co-host, not co-host, we had, a, <laughs> I guess, Young Harry, she came on. Uh, we were talking about the whole job situation where, you know, it was all the allegations and stuff coming out. And that was one of the big things that we discussed on that part that unfortunately, unfortunately y'all didn't get, but just the branding around job. Like job has the potential man to be one of the biggest brands in sports. Let's take basketball out of it. Like he has a like global one of, level. Yes. Like we talking Brown, we talking Kobe, we talking Curry, we talking Messi, we talking, all of these guys that around the world, like no matter what, what country they step foot in, they are getting like praised. Like Ja has the potential to do that. And uh, when you see, like you said, Luke, for, for Nike to continually to back him, although this stuff is coming out, yes, it's not on the level of, of Kyrie. And yes, a lot of this stuff has been proved to not be true. But like this just shows you that we in year four. Like, imagine you're 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, fast forward to year 20 like LeBron. Like, I just got so much potential man, to, to be this global icon. And so uh, I'm going to actually circle back on that conversation in a second. Uh, but just talk about that. Uh, Luke, I'm going to go with you here first. Just as, as far as his marketability, um, everything that we're seeing, you know, Nike push and, and just everything that's been going on with the Grizz, like, what do you see? Because I know one of the things that he talked about in a, in a recent interview was that him and his mom had this billion-dollar plan for him to hit a billion by 30, I believe, is the age he said. Like, just talk about, like, where you see Ja in that grand, just the grand uh, landscape of things when it comes to athletes and stuff. Just talk about where you see this going and the possibilities uh, with Ja. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the goal of – I mean, if you're advertising anything, you know, or if you have an idea, you want something that – you want something that, you know, that no one's ever done before mm -hmm. and no one's doing what Jaw is doing. Like the way he plays, people can't describe what he plays. No one has been like, oh, there's no comps for Jaw. You know, like Jaw, he is him. And it's just Nike understood that early. Like, I mean, and the Jaw, Jaw put the league on notice early, you know, like he. Yep. And because it's something that, no one is ever, I mean, we've not seen it over here in the States. Like there could be kids all over the world wearing jaw jerseys, you know, like, mm -hmm. like I, I saw, I saw on Twitter, there was, there was people that were repping them at the world cup, you know, like that's, that's crazy. Kind of, there's not a lot of players that, that, that you will, you know, there's not a lot of players where MB, you can wear their NBA Jersey, like around the world and people would know who they are. I, I you know, that you can probably count one maybe maybe a hand and a few fingers that number of players right but, right and another thing is he's kids like him that's important when you're marketing something like is he fun to watch and down to like 
he just looks like someone that would be fun. Like kids see him flying through the air. They're, he's dancing. He's having fun. Like it's, that's important. So you like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, I mean, he could hit it. He's going to hit a billion easy. I think if, if he, if he keeps stay on track, campaign, stay on track. Yeah. And if he keeps like, keep his mind, right. Easy, easy. Yep. Nicole, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I know we, we, we hashed it out a little bit. Like I said, the fans, the, the supporters didn't get that episode, but uh, we hashed it out a little bit. What just kind of piggyback on that. What's your thoughts on, on Josh's marketability and just his brand going forward. My thing with this is Nike only chooses stars that they feel are the best marketable at that time. So Nike knows when they picked up John Morant that they have someone who's generational. They have someone who is going to generate money. And now with him having 17, I counted it 17 colorways coming out in this shoe. It's mm. going to be huge. There's 17. I sat here and read through all of these colorways. 17. Man. And that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> take, take my money. <laughs> and they they only released two of the colorways at the pop-up shop. It was the scratch, which was the tribute to the Vancouver Grizzlies. And then it was the Jaw One Midnight that is made out of pure Swarovski mm. crystals. Freaking gorgeous. Mm. But <laughs> Nike mm, knows mm, what mm. they're doing. John Morant is so marketable. He just has to keep his head on right. He's he's a family dude. We see him with Kari, his his daughter, who Grizz Nation absolutely loves. We we adore mm-hmm. Kari. We adore the kids mm-hmm. on our team. And we see him there with his dad and his mom. And it just gives off family vibes. And you can see how much love Ja has in his heart for his family and for the fan base just by the things that he does for us every game. Like, he consistently comes, he performs well, he gives us a show, he brings his family, he trusts the city enough to take care of his family. A lot of people yeah. don't see it that way. When you're bringing your three-year-old daughter to Grizzlies games and you have Grizz, the mascot, babysitting <laughs> your child, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is trust and that is love. Yeah. And if Ja keeps radiating these things, he's only 23, 24. He's going to be a billionaire by the time he's 29. If he keeps on, he already has the top five selling Jersey in the NBA mm-hmm. this entire season. He's top five. And now he has this entire clothing and shoe line. We didn't even know nothing about the damn clothes until the pop-up. We only knew about the shoes. He has jogger sweats, hoodies, shirts, socks. He has everything coming out. This man is a, he's a gold mine. He just yep. has to keep coming correct. And then he'll be a billionaire before 30. I'm booking, I'm booking it right now. Well, yeah, so, in, in a world too where we all live on our phones, you no, know, you're like, it's like, what do you see? What 15 seconds are you looking on your phones? The mm-hmm. man lives, his game is 15 second clips, like 15 right. second highlight. Like, like that's his game's built out of that, whether it's passing, whether it's dunking, like that's what his game's built out of. So yep. that's gonna be if you're not at the game or not watching the game, you're seeing it on your phone. Even if you're not a Grizz, my, my mom knows who Ja is. And it's not just because I watch the Grizzlies. It's because she sees it's like she just, just sees it on her phone. You know, like it's getting all of what it, all of his brand 
it's hitting everyone just because it's I'm the, in the age of social media, age of phones, it's getting out everywhere. Yep. And that's gonna lead us into our next topic because I got I got a little grumpiness to get out uh <laughs> with a little bit. I I'll be honest, uh with all-star weekend, right? Um I guess before we get to the game, because we own it, right? I feel like Ja Morant needs to take advantage of All-Star Weekend. If we're talking about everything we're saying with marketability, we're talking about him being a billion-dollar athlete, we're talking about him being this just mega rock star when it comes – an international rock star. You know, let's take the athlete part out of it. I got a bone to pick with Ja because you say – and this may be a marketing tool. It may be, possibly. But to constantly come out and denounce the dunk contest, to come out on these all-star Sundays and these games, you getting voted as a starter, like, and outside of maybe one or two dunks for the last two years, that's basically all we're getting. Like, bro, this is a prime opportunity. This is made for you. Like, you are a playground player. You are a flashy player. You're the most exciting player in the NBA. The most exciting we've seen in a while. Like, this market is etched out for you. And it's, it's just so irritating for me personally, bro, to see him come out here and just be like, you know what? Nah, I'm just going to chill. Like, y'all don't deserve it. And I know I, I know, different Grizzly fans feel a certain way. I think Nicole feels a different way. I've I seen a couple of tweets from her and Grizz Nation this weekend. And it's okay to disagree. I want to get your opinion on this 100%. But for me, it's like, Bro, why are you not doing the dunk contest? I tweeted it. Like, when he, when he came out, he said that, like, no, I'm never doing it. Bro, why? Why are you not doing the dunk contest? Like, we look at these, and KD came out and said something. I kind of got a bone. Well, I can't really pick a bone him on the dunk contest. He has done a three-point contest a couple times. But, like, we need to bring the top players in the NBA. These superstars need to get back involved, bro, because I know for me, I'm 30. I'll be 31 this year. Me growing up watching the NBA – like, we got to see the top players every year go to the All-Star game, All-Star weekend, and they participated in these events, whether it was the skills challenge. You got your top point guards going through these uh, through the obstacle course, and they were giving it their all. They wasn't just going through all smooth and cool like Jordan Clarkson. That shit was so <laughs> irritating for me to see, bro. Like, if you're not going to do it, just don't do it. Like, why are you out here? I don't want to see that. I'd rather go see – Go grab somebody out the stands. You know how they go at like halftime? They get somebody out the, out the stands and run through these courts. I'd rather see somebody do that and give it they all than you just running through smooth with your five chains on and your black fingernails. Bro, I don't care about none of that. You could have stayed at home if you was going to do that. Um, the dunk contest, like I, I don't mind the guys. I mean, it's nothing against these guys, but, bro, like it's ridiculous that we got to go get a G-leaguer to get into the dunk contest when you have John Morant, Zion Williamson, uh, uh, you got Ant, you got Jaden Ivey, you got LeBron. Even at 38 years old, he still can come in and kill the dunk contest. Like, we got so many premier athletes. And then, you know, I know Steph was hurt. Uh, Clay, for whatever reason, didn't you know, participate in a three-point contest. But I don't want to see Julius Randle in a three-point contest. Like, bro, get the top – if they healthy, let's get the top guys back in the All-Star weekend because – People talking about it's a dying event and it may need to go away at some point. Or Matt McClung, he he said a dunk contest. It's not that he saved it, bro. It's just that the superstars are not participating. And you're talking about branding. You're talking about, you know, ad dollars and just 
what the game can bring. Yes, people are watching All-Star Weekend just because of everything that comes with it. But can you imagine that the top guys in the NBA, if they all participated like they did back in the day, the money that can come in, the advertising dollars that can come in, uh, the marketing, just all that's around it. This is with Ja, but it's with the whole NBA as a whole. So that's my thing. We're just sitting back on that. It's like, what do they have to give you? Is it $5 million to participate? Is it $10 million if you win? Like, if you're going to be a billion-dollar athlete, don't it, wouldn't it behoove you to go out there and, like, jump over the top of the backboard and go get MVP in, MVP, in, in, in the All-Star game? Am I often thinking that? And if I am, you know, I want to I get your thoughts. Matter of fact, Nicole, let's go to you first because, like I said, I, I know you had a different thought, and I want to get your opinion and, and how you see this. So me personally, I see where athletes like Ja and Kyrie are coming from with not wanting to do certain things when it comes to All-Star Weekend. Um, it's, it's mainly about injury risk for a lot of them. They don't want to get injured doing, you know, something for All-Star and then miss the playoffs with All-Star marking over halfway through the season. Like, All-Star is really when people start tuning in to the NBA. You know, they're not like us. They don't watch all 82 games and then almost 30 playoff and championship games. They're not like us. But for me, I see why. And Kyrie did touch on it um, during his, his media day. He did say that that load management is extremely real, that medicine is getting better as a whole with doctors, but that load management is absolutely real and that their bodies go through a hell of a lot. And I, I can agree with that. But as far as Ja not doing the dunk contest, <laughs> I tweeted it out and I'm gonna say it here. Why would he do the why would he do the dunk contest to entertain people who run their mouth about him on a daily basis? Why would he do that? It ain't for them, no. It's it ain't for them. But, it's for us that love him. It ain't for the people that hate him. But us who love him, we watch him every game, and he gives us a show almost every game. So why would I need him to go and risk himself through All-Star Weekend and possibly get injured? Because we have seen people get injured during the dunk contest. We've seen people get injured during All-Star Weekend. We've seen it happen. Give me a name. Give me a name. That was my point. I've never seen. I see why. I see why. And I'm not mad. I'm just here for the vibes. I want to see the up-and-comers. I do. I enjoyed the dunk contest. Mac McClung, that's one badass white boy. Y'all gonna have to y'all gonna have to bloop that one out. He did that. He... Last year we had Cole Anthony Duncan and Tim's Chris. I don't want to hear it. Cole Anthony Daddy... Duncan and Tim's. OB Top and won the dunk contest. I digress. I'm done. Luke, go ahead. I, I, look, okay. I'm sorry. Hold up. I'm sorry. I got an ISO back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do I'm, I'm sorry. That's the point. That's my whole point. Cole Anthony is not even a, I mean, he can, he can jump for his size, but the fact that you got to put on teams to do a basic dunk and that's supposed to get points. It's almost like Jericho Sims. Like it's a video going viral right now where this dude literally went up there, stuck a piece of paper that had 50 written in it. And he jumped up there, put his arm in the rim at 16 and 7 feet, and literally nobody in the crowd damn near blinked. 
I don't think nobody blinked. I don't think they breathed. I there don't wasn't think they nothing sneezed. to blink at because he didn't do anything. And that's my my point. We putting these dudes in the game in, in the dunk contest that don't deserve to be there. Like I get KJ Martin. He's a leaper, right? He, he can jump out the gym. But bro, like nobody's buying tickets and coming through the turnstiles to see you right now. You could could develop into a top athlete later on or top player, but right now, he's not he's not that. Matt McClung, again, a G leaguer. We got to bring in a G leaguer. Uh Trey Murphy. Oh my God, I wish the Grizzlies drafted you last year. I mm, that just that I hate seeing that every time I see him to have a three-point sniper and can jump and dunk. All the stuff that y'all say Zaire can do, and he can do that man better. But anyway, uh, and then who's the other guy in the dunk contest? I can't even remember his name. There were just four of them, right? Jericho Sims. See, I can't yeah. even remember his name. That's crazy. Like, bro, we got to stop this. Where is the Nate Robinson, the Dwight Howard, the the Jason Richardsons, the, the guys that got you off your feet every game? They came, competed in the dunk contest. I cannot personally remember a guy that came and got injured. I saw that going around Twitter. Y'all going to have to tweet me with an example because I've never seen somebody get hurt in All-Star Weekend. Like, yes, LeBron hurt his finger last night. That's not going to put him out long. He That was a, oh, it hurt a little bit. I'm just going to get out of this game so I don't hurt myself. That's fine. But to not even try like, bro, that's, I, I, I don't know. Well, I let just, me just, I don't let me throw it. this out there, Chris, and then we can get to Luke. The NBA is mimicking the NFL. Just like the NFL did with the Pro Bowl, the NBA is mimicking them with All-Star Weekend. It's all about reducing injuries. That's exactly what it is. They they have money coming in elsewhere. They don't really need to generate money from All-Star Games and Pro Bowls. Like This is just for the guys to have fun at this point. It's for the players to, you know, to get their their kudos, their little gratis, you know. Hey, I made it. I'm an all-star. Hey, I made it. I'm a pro bowler. And, you know, go go have fun. Go about your way. For me, that's why I love it. Like, I love seeing just the dudes have fun. If you were watching John and Jaren play against each other last night, you saw the smiles on their faces. That right there made everything worth it for me. But I think that that's what it's coming to. It's not about generating money like in 2000 when you had Vince Carter in the dunk contest, who is my favorite dunker of all time. Thank you very much, Vince. I love you. Um, but it's it's not – they don't need it. Like these sports are generating so much money. They don't need stuff like the All-Star or the Pro Bowl to give them that money anymore, if that makes any sense. So it's all about preserving their guys for the playoffs when the money is going to come in it's so tough to incentivize it at this point because it because they make so much money i would love now one thing i think you can fix it because the rising or the skills challenge i think you should just make the rising stars do that you saw the rook team rook they had they looked like the only team that was actually trying and that actually cared I think if you slide that over and just let, because I mean, those, the rising stars game was fun. I don't like Jose Alvarado, but having him mic'd up and having him, that was enjoyable. Like going up and betting uh, spider, if he could make the game winner, like that was fun. Like, I think if you let the rising stars do the skills challenge, you can do that. The three point challenge. It sucks. Cause half of the, I loved half of them, but then you're right. What is Julius Randall doing out there? If, if you just take like the top, 10 shooters or top whatever shooters and three point percentage and make them do it. But that doesn't seem fair. 
I, I don't know. Because if you could somehow like incentivize them with wins, maybe, but that's not fair either. And also, I, I think Ja was premature saying never. Because if I'm him and he's got to go a year hearing people talk about a white boy that's built like me who almost got a perfect dunk on every single first attempt, I'd be a little salty. You know, I mean, I would just, I would just be like, I could do better than that. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I, that's, that's how I would spin that as like a good thing. Even he did, he seemed pretty certain, but like if I had to listen to people to, and I, if I had to listen to people talk about Matt McClung for a year and how good of a dunker he is and I'm jaw, that would, that would very, I would pocket that away. You know, I, Yep. For, for for no reason. <laughs> I mean, but that's all of them, though. Y'all at a G-leaguer, like, Mac McClung. Bro, we've been talking about Mac McClung. Like, they was all on there talking about, uh, you know, Mac McClung. Nobody knew who he was. Man, if you know who, you've been hearing about Mac McClung for years. He was supposed yeah. <laughs> to – he was getting he was getting recruited to Memphis Hill a couple years ago when Penny was there, when he yeah. went, went to the transfer pool. Like, let's, let's stop that. Like, yeah, the, the casual fan may not, but – if you know basketball, Matt McClellan been on your radar for a minute. The dude he got ball, played out of Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. But you know, still, it's the fact that the matter is that he's a G leaguer, bro, and we depending on him to revive the dunk contest. When you got these guys, like people were blaming Bron, and I, I do think Bron has a part in it for him never doing it. Like that's gonna be kind of a, I can't remember who it was, but I agree with them. Like when when you watching the LeBron documentary years from now. And you never see him competing in the dunk contest. Like we got to see Jordan jumping from the free throw line and doing the stuff he did. Julius Irvin, uh, Irvin uh, Dominique, like the guys that were the guys. Hell, we even got Kobe in a couple. Like, bro, I don't. All right, LeBron, you about to be out of here. I understand that, but that should be. What the if president. you get your team an extra draft pick? What if you get like your team an extra draft pick? But we might have to force like Ja that. to do it. We might have to force Ja to do it. We are gonna have to fly to All Star. They need to figure that out. That's a good option. You're talking about just the all-star period, right, Luke? Yeah, I mean, just a way to be like to make them want to be involved and win the things, you know, like, hey, if if you win the dunk contest, you get your team uh, a, a second-round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, they threw those around like candy at the trade deadline. I don't get, just start giving them out more <laughs> or make up a third-round, third-round draft picks. I don't know. Yeah. These are my last two points. These are my last two points, and y'all can respond uh, if y'all want to. My last two things is this. Y'all are getting paid millions of dollars, bro, to entertain. Like, that's the reason why the NBA is what it is. Like, I get that you want to preserve your body. I'm not dehumanizing y'all at all. Uh, you know, do what you got to do to protect your chicken, uh, in, in the words of uh, my boy Marshawn Lynch. But – at the same time, like you don't get these millions of dollars without entertaining. Like that's just the that's that's what it is. We go to these games, we watch it on TV because we're getting entertained. Uh, and so for a guy, any of them, not to even point at one person specifically, for a guy to just say, I'm not gonna take this seriously. I ain't saying go out there and bust your head, bro, but like just just participate. Like it's been too many times when we've been in open gym, or I'm pretty sure at you know, basketball practice, stuff like that. Well, we throwing the ball up and doing all kind of crazy dunks. Now, me personally, I've never been able to dunk on ten foot rim, so it ain't, I'm not, you know, I ain't, I ain't participating in that. But we see it on, you know, all the time. 
you know, I've seen people give more effort in LA fitness uh, than, than what we see in, in All-Star. <laughs> so it's just for me, like, if y'all getting paid all these dollars, like, we got to stop. We got to stop just gaslighting the fans, really. Like, I feel like that's what it is. You keep saying, like, oh, we got to do this and do that. Bro, if you want to go to All-Star Weekend and participate, participate. But if you just want to be named an All-Star so it's on your resume and you can take a picture with the jersey, then say that then. Just come out and say that. We can we, we can vote y'all All-Star. All right, cool. Kyrie, you got voted. You got it on your resume. Um, you got the jersey. You, you took the picture. Then go sit, in the, uh, go sit in the crowd and watch it. But let's bring some people in that actually want to play, that actually want to hoop. My last thing is that I want to just touch on what you said, Nicole, in regards to the, it not being – the NBA not needing that money. Um, bro, again, we saw just, what was it, a week ago with the Super Bowl when the stats came out that more people tuned in to watch the halftime show. Five million people more tuned, tuned in to watch the halftime show than they did the entire game. Why? Because a superstar was out there in the middle of that field for 15 minutes. I can't. I can't calculate how much that equaled into advertising or money to that company because I'm pretty sure Fox made a hell of a lot of money that night. But I guarantee you, same thing in the NBA. If you take out these guys that the casuals don't care about and put them, you know, put these superstars back in, you're probably seeing double. Because there's a lot of people that tuned in, and especially after this year, they're probably going to tune out next year. They're not going to be rushing home to watch it. But if you bring them superstars back, I guarantee, like, ain't nobody turning down double the profit from what you what you making, and that's what you can do. So, you know, they in there to make bids. They ain't giving us away free tickets. You see the reason they don't raise the tickets, uh, probably a hundred percent. You know, getting into a game, money matters. And I'll let be asking me these tell y'all com- something about these tickets. <laughs> Look, <laughs> so let me tell y'all something about these tickets. So I'm going to the Hawks and the Grizzlies game on the 26th here in Atlanta, right? The tickets mm-hmm. for the Hawks games now are averaging $50 for, you know, upper level. So me, I'm a bougie girl. I like sitting down, you know, near the court. I like being near the mm-hmm. fields when I go to games because I'm blind. I have glasses on. So if you, and don't, you don't want you know, your knees rubbing on your, you don't want your knees rubbing on the person in front of you, you know? No, no, we like yeah. space over here. Um, We yeah. like nice things, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, for me and someone else, we got uh, right at the lower level. We're in row D in the Hawks arena, right behind the basket next to the Grizzlies bench. We're basically right nice. there on the lower floor, almost courtside. These tickets, $700 for two. Woo. Mind you, these same saying. seats, these same seats where the Hawks are playing like Cleveland and all of this other stuff down here in Atlanta, going for $100 a piece. They went for three twenty-five, and then I had to pay my fee, of course, because you know I'm a bougie girl. I shop Vivid Seats and Ticketmaster. We don't do no cheap stuff over here. I do resale, but we don't do no, you know, I'm not messing with nothing that I don't know. So it was like three twenty-five or three thirty uh, before taxes. But we got some bomb seats. But that just shows how much in demand John Moran and the Memphis Grizzlies are to be seen because this arena is selling out. State Farm Arena for this game in March in a month is almost sold out. It's nothing but nosebleeds left. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. 
That's that proved my point right there. My case. Oh, and the hotels, the hotels in Atlanta are selling out and going up triple the price near the arena as well. Cases rest. You should be able to see a Grizzlies game for thirteen dollars. <laughs> you used to if you was a fan back in the day. That shit is old. Yeah. You can blame twelve. <laughs> you can blame twelve. You can blame Demetrius Jamel Morant because he has brought everything that we as NBA fans want to see live and in action. He brings the attitude. He brings the spunk. He brings the entertainment, and it it transfers to the entire team, and that's why we love mm-hmm. it. But. This team is marketable now. People want to see the Grizzlies so much so that they are paying, like Nicole, $330 for one ticket. And I do it again and again and again. I don't care. If I was Nike, I would have included it in his contract somewhere deep. Just like must. He got to do the dunk dunk contest. Yes. Just, I mean, just include it or or like just make it. Just include it somewhere where where, like you don't read it. Or word you, can't it differently. T- you can't tell me that you don't think participating in All-Star Weekend competitively is going to hurt your career, Mark, well, as far as Brandon. You know it's going to boost it. He had two monster dunks in the game. He started the game out with two monster dunks. Mm-hmm. Keep like, going. Jason Tatum just threw up how many threes? Oh, man, Tatum. Ooh. Like, bro, th- th- let's go. Man, man, man. Go T- get Tatum got the assignment. Team. Tatum got the Yeah, he did. He was... He understood. He was like, I'm making my case. All right, last thing we're moving on. I'm sorry. Y'all just tell me, where did Jordan's logo come from? Anybody? Where did his logo come from? Like, the dunk city? contest. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's all, all right. I got to say. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm done. I risked my case. It I, came I, I from the it. dunk formations from the dunk contest. He got inspired. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I risk my case, Judge. Uh, we spent a lot of time, Ja. We Ja, we love you, obviously. We just, man, come get your ass in the dunk contest, man. Stop playing. And NBA, stop playing. Get a man what he want. I don't care what he want. Give him a private jet. Give him a private boat. Give him, man, get that man whatever he want. But get him in the you dunk contest. You can't give him what he already got, honey. You can get to him. Give him something. Get him bigger. a zoo. Does he have a zoo? Give him something. I would want a private zoo. Shit. I don't know. We're going to think of something. No. Jack, get, get in the dunk contest. Uh, Jerry, we got to get Jerry some love, man, because they did. Yeah. Um, once again, a Grizzlies player uh, outside of, you know, not getting a lot of shots, didn't even get a lot of time. I think it was documented. Jerry got eight minutes last night in the in the uh, All-Star game. Uh, but shout out to you. SGA only got like 10. Him, him I don't SGA like that. Fox. I don't like that, bro. If they get voted in or, or or are they replacements, whatever the case may be, if they make that roster and they out there, you should split the time at least until crunch time in the game. I understand that J- Jason Tatum and the, and the Donovan Mitchell and all the, the threes they were putting up last night, great. All right, that's cool. We saw the three-point contest the night before. Bro, let these people shine because they may not ever get back there again. It's possible. And I just, man, he already freezed out John last year. Uh, you kind of freeze them out again this year. And then Jaron getting eight minutes, it just was pitiful. We knew he was going last in the draft, so I'm not going to touch on that too much. I mean, he was the last person voted in. We knew that. Was I'm going to touch on it. Okay. If you want to touch that, on it, go ahead. That disrespect was wild for me. Like, it kind of feels like he wasn't chosen. He was assigned, and I don't like that. I feel like that's that's OD disrespectful uh, to take Sabonis. Uh, over him, that's that's kind of wild. And then I also felt bad for Larry Markin as well. Like, 
him and Jaron are ballers, and him, Jaron, SGA, and De'Aaron Fox didn't even get a chance to really prove what they can do. It's kind of like they got blackballed or blacklisted. How the hell do you get blacklisted when you got voted into something? Make it make sense. It don't. I don't know. You cannot don't make know. that make sense. Like, Laurie Marketing got blackballed at home. At home in Utah. And it was a starter. Like, it was a starter. And he got picked <laughs> very, very last. In like, his defense, Jokic kind of drafted himself. Yep. Nobody yep. wanted like Jokic. Let... Don't nobody like him. Yep. <laughs> Don't nobody like him. That was a last resort. And then Brian talking about looking at Jaron talking about, well, we're going to have to play defense sometime. Boy, shut the hell up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Y'all are just mad, everybody up there, because he's blocked all of y'all at least once. Case over. Yeah. Give him some love. Give him some some love, Luke. How did you feel about Jaron last night uh, and just his his all-star overall experience? It looked like, I will say this, it looked like every time it did, he had a smile on his face like every time I saw him. So I think that's telling. I think he might have been in the just happy to be here mode. Um, I don't know if he felt as disrespected as we do because I'm, I'm with you. It's like it, feel, it feels like there's a cool kids club and then there's like they just don't like us. And I, I mean, it's fine, but. I mean, we have talked shit to everybody that was up there on that stage. Every y'all. single person. And <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah, like I get it. And I, but it made me happy to see Jaron at least looked happy. And so uh, that, you know, I, that was good to see. I mean, there's there's every time John dunked, he just was grinning ear to ear. I, I think he was just happy to be an all star and just be in that environment. I don't think it's going to be the last time we see him at all. <laughs> I do just want to throw this little funny story out there about Jaren. So after that Rising Stars game uh, where Kenneth Lofton Jr. played, baby back buckets got lost. He didn't know where he was supposed to go. And who was his babysitter all weekend? Jaren. He he called Jaren and he was like, Jaren, I don't know where I'm supposed to be at. Jaren had to park the car in the median. Mind you, he's driving. He had to park the car in the median and walk around looking for Kenneth. Looking for little Junior, wow. like wow. that's hilarious. Because he got lost. So Junior I ball mean, too. I think yes, Junior did ball. Shout out to Junior. We love you, baby. Bat buckets. But I think they were just happy to be there. But I do think that those two deserved a little more recognition because we know that they can ball out better than some of the people that they were playing next to. So I just wanted to share that story. Kenneth Lofton Jr. told that story to a hustle reporter and I about died. Like Jaron had to babysit him. That was hilarious. Yeah, Jaron damn near need a babysitter himself. That's what look at babies <laughs> raising babies. Babies <laughs> raising babies. <laughs> Shout out to them. That's man. what yeah, we it's... do over here in Memphis, man. That's what we do. Babies yeah. raising babies. <laughs> man, yeah. It, it... I, I wasn't too messed up. And, and Jaron, I think, you know, whether he puts on a persona or not, uh, whether he really feels that way or not, he, he does a good job of just not showing this stuff affects him. I've always just admired that about him. And so, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, these guys, they've been, you know, I wasn't mad at the Sabonis going before him. Sabonis has been there before. Uh, you know, he's got probably more popularity in the league than Jaron. Uh, 
maybe not for long. You know, we'll see what happens this year in the playoffs. But, um, you know, yeah, he was glad to be there. We were glad to see him in that jersey and that picture, that picture with him and John backstage. Like the experience more than anything, the exposure more than anything, uh, him being voted vice VP of the Players Association. He like he had a successful weekend. Um, shout out to my boy, uh, my 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 football teammate, uh, and dude I grew up with, uh, Chaz Anthony. He he was actually one of the people that styled Jaron on his outfits he had on Saturday night, so that was pretty dope. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The outfit he had, I want to say, on the floor, uh, Saturday night is the outfit that during he the Rising Stars game because he looked not good Friday night, Saturday, Rising Saturday Friday. night. Saturday night. Oh, I'm sorry. All weekend. I thought it would be all weekend. Jaren looked good he all did. weekend. Jaren always yeah. looks good, but this past weekend. Okay, he okay. Pause. Yeah, yeah, because you, you know, uh uh Nicole, you 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 taking it. I know where you taking it. He was dressed nice. No, we'll I'm saying though, like Jaren always has good fashion. He dresses yeah, he out does. of the box for some people, but for me, I love it because that shows his individuality, shows he's not scared to kind of jump out of the box and wear some stuff that a lot of people wouldn't even think of so he did yeah. look he did look really good over the weekend though so shout out to your partner for dressing him nice he looked yeah, good. yeah you got him right so yeah shout out to Chaz um but yeah man outside of that you know we just hoping yeah, that, that, that he can get back there multiple times hopefully they can bring Dez with him next year um if he can get that foot right and stay healthy that, I mean the tear he was on at the beginning of the season I mean we just knew we, they was gonna have to pick between him uh fox and 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 i want to say pg you know so you know how many people that would piss off do you know how many people that would piss off oh yeah but they're gonna have to be pissed off we had to watch the warriors do it for years so you know if we if we handle our business and that's gonna actually lead us into the next topic man If, if if we handle our business and our front office and our coaching staff put these guys in the best position to win um you're going to have to see the Grizzlies for the next 10 to 15 years if they can keep everything together. And uh, our last topic of the day, man, you know, to kind of focus it more just on the Grizzlies outside of the, the All-Star weekend. Uh, going into the weekend, uh, Taylor Jenkins and Zach Kleiman, um, they were talking about just integrating Luke Kennard and what they want to see from him coming out of All-Star break. Y'all know we talked about what we wanted to see last week. But – I love seeing the fact that they are wanting to make it a priority to put the ball in Luke Kennard's hands and just let him be more free on that second unit. Uh, for me personally, um, if y'all listen back on the Grizz 901 podcast over the over the offseason, uh, before they made the Tyus re-signing and before they brought in Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Chandler, I was big on let's just bring in a combo guard to run that second unit, somebody that can – you know, mildly facilitate, you know, hit the open man or make the right pass, but mainly to put the ball in the hoop. And a person that can score at all three levels like Luke can, we saw it his, his rookie year in Detroit, uh, didn't get to really do it with the Clippers because they just have too many wings. They were kind of the wing stop before uh, Brooklyn was. Brooklyn just got all the six, nine and up wings. But um, for him to be able to get an opportunity to do that on that second unit, it's only going to make us more lethal, uh, putting him next to Ja, you know, being, you know, we know what Ja can do off ball. Uh, so putting him next to maybe hopefully praying. We, we've been on Taylor Jenkins the whole season about playing something and Jaren. Now we may have to start a petition for him to play Luke and Dez together uh, mm-hmm. just because how lethal that is with having Ja on the floor as well. But just talk about y'all excitement. Um, Luke, I want to start with you first on this one. 
um, with them coming out saying that they're going to put the ball in Luke's hands more. I know he had a whole week to basically kind of get integrated even more with the offense and stuff like that. But going into the playoffs and even possibly going into the offseason, just what do you want to see from him? Uh, you know, what do you think about them saying that? And what does that mean possibly for Tyus going into the last year of his two-year deal next year? So I'm so excited at the, you know, and I'm very happy that they had a week to, to, you know, just focus on this, get the ball in his hands. I'm, I'm so excited to see what they can do with him because he, be, I think I'm trying to find, I don't have the exact stats. I've got an article dropping this week. He's coming into our team, going to be the leader in shooting in two out of the major three categories. Um, Bain is the only one that's, Tim and Bain and Kennard was first in the league in three point percentage last year. Bain was second. If we can get both of those guys on the court spacing the floor with jaw, that is not fair to other teams. It's just not like, I don't know what you do. And he's he, the, the two games before the all-star break, he had the jazz game, like a, and I like the perfect, like, okay, let's see if we can get more of this. In 21 minutes, you know, he shot the ball two of four from three, three of three from the field overall. He had rebound to assist, nine points. Like, that's not bad. And if he can get the ball more, the points are just going to get, like, we know the shots will go in. If he gets the, like, we just know that. If he can get the ball more, then he's going to shoot it or he's going to pass it. And he's not a bad passer either. It's, it's, I don't think it, I, I don't want to speak to one way or the other, but the Tyus thing is tough because he, it's not that he's taken a step back. Cause I don't think he's taken a step back, but it does seem like he's kind of just plateaued a little bit, like petered off, I would say. And it just seems that his contract becomes easier to trade next year. You know, like if, if, if we lose him in the offseason, I, I, I think if Kennard continues the trajectory that I think he will on this team and really be effective, uh, I don't see how you can have the two best three, like two of the best three point shooters in the league. Um, and Kennard's been this way for six seasons. He, he's not, he's been, he, he's, he's been just consistently good. And, I know we, we've all Tyus or, you know, Tyus to be that sixth man of the year. I think Kennard has more chance of an offensive production to do it than Tyus. You know, it's if he gets on a heater, like if Kennard starts raining fireballs down, you are screwed because the games where he gets hot, man, the dude, the dude's ice cold. Um, I'm with. I'm with Luke on everything that he said. Um, don't be surprised if a few players aren't here next year and Luke Kennard gets a bigger role. That's all I'm going to say. That could go either way. Um, you can flip it how you want to. You can take it how you want to. But we have certain people on certain contracts for a reason, like Danny Green, perfect example. His contract was the perfect amount of money to tie in for a Luke Kennard trade. And 
with them saying that they want to incorporate Luke more makes me think that they're going to try to find him a bigger role instead of trading that contract in the offseason unless a huge player becomes available which I don't I don't know but whatever the Grizzlies feel fit but it's going to be interesting to see what they do but I think it's all dependent on how far we make it as a team as well everything y'all said I, I agree with and you know it really is going we're going to see what's going to happen when you know the season concludes where we where we land in the playoffs um uh, yeah our all of our goal you know is to make it to the championship whether they win it or not you know obviously we want to win but i think process i mean not process progress is definitely you know a good thing uh i i want to make it past <laughs> the second round this year obviously uh and i would love to make it past the conference finals but um seeing where they land what they need to fix like we did that last year you know I, i'm totally out on the data collecting thing no matter where we land at the end of this, uh, this season whether it be conference finals finals or championship at the end of the day we need to improve this roster around our core three at the end of, uh you know in the off season and i just don't see how like we've talked about the luke contract being a movable piece if he can knock down threes, which is something we've been needing for the beginning of time in Memphis, like I just don't see you trading that piece unless he starts to continually hitting the backboard or the side of the rim, which I don't see him doing shoot to shoot. Uh, you need to keep him on this squad. A hundred percent. Even then he still makes all his free throws. He's the, he's our best free throw yep. shooter. Like I, you can't trade him because of yep. that. Like, yep. He would literally have to just suck for us to, you know, think about moving yeah. him. Uh, and it just don't make sense. Like I said, we've yet to see it. It's only been a couple of games. But putting him next to Ja, putting him next to Bang, putting him next to Jaren, uh, putting him next to Santi. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that's a death lineup that a lot of teams don't want to see because it's so versatile. Everybody on that lineup can basically shoot, and it gives Ja opportunity yep. to play off ball a lot. Jaren has spacing in the post if he wants to. Like, you just really can't cover that lineup. And so – like like you like both of y'all said, I think the writing is on the wall for Tyus, uh, with or without his bad play. I mean, it's just one of those things where Ja don't need training wheels no more. He's a superstar. You can't tell me a backup point guard that was of Ty's level behind. And I, I'm gonna take point guards out of it. You give me the top players in the NBA, and you tell me which one has a starting caliber player backing them up. You, you probably can't name one. It don't make sense to invest that amount of money in one position. If we paying job max money, go get somebody that can bring the ball up the court and pass it. That's all we need. A, a literally me, one one of us can go out there and probably do it. With you know, as long as we ain't getting ripped and play decent, okay defense, hustle. <laughs> we need to focus our our dollars on rebounding and shooting. And and that's I mean that's back to in, in shot creation. Like that's what we need. We don't need to go get all these defenders. Yes, we need to play better team defense, but that's scheme, that's schematic, that's coaching. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, I, I, that's what we need to do at the end of the season. Um, and so I think the writing is on the wall, but I'm hoping that this Luke, I don't even want to call it an experiment because we called it the uh, <laughs> the Justice Winslow and everybody else we done brought in here. We called them experiments because they were like damaged goods. Luke showed that he can play. And so I, I'm excited yeah. for it. Well, and I, I keep hearing people saying that he's going to get attacked on defense. Like, 
we can hide that. We can hide any defense, any defensive efficiency. We can hide with Jaron, with Bain, with Dylan. Like it, I, I'm not worried about that. And he's not that bad of a defender. He's, he's, he's not. He's not that bad. He's not. <laughs> I don't get what people are saying. Like people are talking about him like he's trash, and he is not that bad. They get too caught up on these guys that are quote unquote shut down defenders. It's like everybody, this is not the NBA that we live in, y'all. This ain't the bad boy Pistons. This ain't, you know, this ain't the 96 Bulls no more. Like our league has shifted to offense. And y'all just gotta accept it. Like, I'm not even going on that spiel. Boy, I was gonna go down a rabbit hole. Y'all know where I was going. I'm gonna be it quiet. took everything in me not to come off of mute just now. It took everything Ooh. in me not to come off mute and just <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Damn that I'm defense, not. man. We, we got a defensive player of the year candidate. He should be the D, DPOY. Let's get some people around him and Ja that can score the ball. And let's stop this. Stop playing around. Because you can't tell me a shutdown defender that Golden State has. But them boys can show, put the ball in the hoop. And that's going to be the same thing for the Mavericks. That's going to be the same thing for the Suns. That's going to be the same thing for the Nuggets. Every team that we about to face in these playoffs, they got people that could put the ball in the hoop. So this this defensive thing that yeah, let, let's just let's, let's kill that noise. All right, great, grit and grind forever. All right, whatever. What what do you think about the clip? You think the Clippers are gonna do? They they got Westbrook. They got better, bro. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That was breaking news before we uh before we came on. Uh, Russell is going to the Clippers, and I tweeted out as soon as I seen it. Obviously, I want the Grizzlies to win it all. That's I mean, everybody knows that that's a no brainer. But if for whatever reason we don't, that's my pick. That's who I – not my pick. Let me not say that. I don't think they're going to win it, but that's who I want to win. I want Russ to get one. Uh, I want PG to get one. Kawhi already got one already, and, you know, he barely been playing. But for all them dogs they got on this on that on that bench for Ty Lue, um, you know, yeah, he got one with Bron. But I want that whole team and them just being the redheaded stepchild to the Lakers. Like, I want them all collectively to get a ring. Uh, and so if we don't make it, and if we make it, then obviously y'all got to go down. But if we don't, if something happens, I'm definitely rooting for the Clippers to, to, to make it. And um, I think Russ is just going to be able to play his game more over there, which I think that's been a big thing that they've all been saying. Ty Lue said it. PG said it. He had some of his best years with PG after KD. Um, he's still living in L.A. He's He don't have the pressure that the Lakers were giving him. He don't have the drama around the LeBron and Lakers situation. It's just a much better fit. And within that offense, Russ can be Russ. It's not him sticking to a specific role that they think that fits him, some some cookie-cutter type of role. So I like the move. Um, but like I said, they still got to see us. But if for whatever reason we don't make it, that's that's my team I'm rooting for. I, I want Russ to win, bro. I'm tired of people. You know, he he was Ja before Ja in the sense of all the, the, the flack that he got for his personality, his confidence, his style of play. And nothing but good things I've heard about that got off the floor. So, you know, I want him to win. So if, if it ain't us, Russ, go get you one, bro. That redheaded stepchild thing hurt my feelings. My bad, bro. You know that's a saying. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with a better one. You're right. <laughs> I don't want to see him in the playoffs anymore. I will say that. Like, I, oh, I no. think last episode I said I – I would want him, and I don't. I don't want him anymore. I don't. I want Russ to get hot in a in a streak. Like I don't. He's the kind of guy that if he gets hot in a seven game series, I like as 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 bad as he is, as bad as he can be. Like he can still ball. Dude can still hoop. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like that move for sure. Um, any, I don't know who I want now. Hey, like I said earlier, I gotta go <laughs> with Chris, man. If, if we don't make it, knock on wood, because that's that's I ain't even gonna put that energy out there. I take that back. <laughs> but if something happens and I have to choose a team to come out of the West, it's got to be the Clippers. It has to be. Has to be because I'm like Chris. I just think Russ is gonna flourish over there. He's gonna be a perfect that puzzle piece to that offense that they need because they are missing a little something, something. And I think he's gonna be that. I think he's gonna get to be the true Russ that we know he can be. Me personally, I loved watching him in OKC. I lived in OKC for a little bit, went to school out there. I actually worked in the arena when it was Chesapeake. So I, oh, cool. I was there when, you know, Steve-O, James Harden, KD, Russ, all of them good dudes was there. So I really got to watch them up Surge. close. Yes. I got to watch them up close for those few years. And Russell Westbrook is not this bad person that people make him out to be. I used to work the arena. I used to take stuff down. We used to take apart the hoops and convert it into something else if something was going on the next day. Like, these dudes will literally sit here and have a legitimate conversation with you. I've met KD. I've met Russ. I've met Steve-O. All of them. James Harden. None of them are bad dudes, but to give dudes like Russell Westbrook this persona that they are is so unfair when he's one of the most genuinely sweet human beings I've ever met in my life. I hope he goes to the Clippers and I hope he, he finds him a home where he can be for a little bit, if not the rest of his career, because he does deserve that. It would be so, so, so funny if Westbrook goes to the other LA team and they just are good. It would be so funny. And the Lakers are bad. It would be so, so funny. More than anything, I want to see them in a playoff series. That's the matchup I want to see. Lakers. Yeah, Lakers and Clippers. Let them go you ahead. You took they the ain't words go right nowhere. out of my mouth. <laughs> Let them go head to head. Just swap locker rooms home and away. You know, that's what I want to see. You talking about some spice. You talking about headlines. You talking about a narrative. And don't let Russ and them come out on top. Sheesh. So I'm pushing narratives if it happens. I'm pushing oh, narratives. Yeah. I'm being nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, LeBron talking about this is the most important 23 games of his career, man. I really hope they get in because they have, you know, this ain't the Lakers podcast, but they have a squad. And, you know, I know y'all were talking yeah. about, you know, I think it was you uh, Luke, you were just talking about who we want to see. Whoever gets in one through eight, uh, it's going to be a tough out. None of it is going to be a cakewalk. Yes, we still finding the West, all of that, which I'm tired of them every chance they get to, to bring that up. But it is what it is. They, they're like, are you still finding the way? Let it go. Okay, bro. All right, let it go. Sheesh. But what do what y'all do? My response is always, I'm riding behind 12 because what the hell do you expect him to say? We're gonna lose. Do you exactly. expect him to just not have confidence? So whatever 12 ski says, we're rolling with the ski patrol. It is what it yeah. is. Yep, yeah. hundred percent. look, I take it a step further. I'm mad he even said Boston. We ain't worry about nobody. Whether you are or you're not, don't even, don't get nobody no 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 big bro energy over you. Because guess what? If you make it to the finals, the whole game, what they're gonna be saying? Yeah, you was finding the West, but you was worried about it. Like, don't get nobody no ammo. So 
yeah, that's that would be my only critique. But yeah, keep putting your foot on that neck, Joe. I'm just ready for you to prove. I'm just yeah. ready for you to prove them wrong. That's it. So, uh, we got a couple days off uh, before the Grizzlies return to action. So we're not even gonna do um, predictions this week. We'll we'll, we'll let y'all. We'll let them get that break in and and, and resume that uh, when it gets back started. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm not, when they come back. Is it Thursday, Wednesday, I Thursday, Tuesday, I Thursday? I may be wrong. Just going through let the fact check. Let me fact check real quick. I know it was funny to see uh, Lamelo Ball. He didn't even know how many days they had off. That was pretty funny. But <laughs> <laughs> he said nine days. You know where his mind was going. <laughs> Melo was going to go get turned up. The 76ers on the 23rd. Oh, it's a T. Oh, it's another TNT game. Thursday, right? The 23rd. 23rd. Calendar. Yeah, yep, yep. 23rd. Yep, yep Thursday. But see, I thought I thought I saw them marketing that last night, but I couldn't remember. But yeah, TNT. So get to see our boy DeAnthony Melton again. And uh, new league crown dunk contest champion. Let's see if he's still on the roster by Thursday. Mac McClung, former Delaware blue coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a marketing thing, too. They didn't want him to have on a G League jersey. Yeah, let's just whatever, <laughs> whatever. I ain't gonna go down that rabbit hole again. Y'all know how I feel <laughs> about that. But, um, yeah, man, this was fun. This was fun. Um, it went longer than what we what I thought because you know it wasn't a lot of news, but you know, shoot. It was a lot to kind of unpack with All-Star Weekend. So anything else y'all got before we get out of here? Ready? I'm, re- I'm ready. It's weird when they don't play. It's weird. I don't know what to do when there's not basketball on. I just got to play with my fingers. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be bored for the next Little. three days of my life. <laughs> like, the next 72 hours are going to be hell on earth for me. Like, there's nothing on. Nothing. I'm I'm gonna go watch Ant Man. I'm gonna go watch Ant Man. That's what I'm gonna do. I was gonna ask y'all what before we get out of here. What y'all what y'all binging right now? What shows y'all like to 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 watch? Oh, I'm watching Last too. of Us. Last of Us is awesome. On I gotta get on it. Yeah, I played the game. The game's fun too, but it's scary zombies. So if you don't like zombies, don't watch it. Well, they're not really Bro, zombies. It took, it's like a fungus. It took me like two, maybe two and a half years to beat that game because number one is so it's so long and it's hard. You're right. It's hard. Like, I played mm-hmm. it on like the easier normal mode, but it's still hard. Them, them zombies, yep. something serious, bro. You make it. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm like, like a bull in a china shop, like Goofy, the cartoon character. I'm loud. I just knock shit over. And so <laughs> I'm toast in that game, dude. I'm toast. It's all about being quiet and I'm toast. Yep. I got to watch that. What about you, Nicole? What you binging right now? Uh, me personally, I'm not binging like one certain thing. Um, y'all are going to think I'm really like crazy when I say this. So don't be mentioning me on Twitter because mm-hmm. now it's, it's just all going to click together when they hear this. So me, oh, I'm like a true crime girly. I love investigation discovery. My TV stays on it 24 seven. I knew you were going to say some, some murder mystery shit. I knew it was no, coming. So like <laughs> yesterday while I was working, um, I worked a half day before the all-star and, I was watching this docu-series on this man who was like melting bodies in barrels with acid. So I'm like, don't, don't mess with Nicole. Don't mess with her grizzlies because she will go into mama bear mode. Put it that way. That's the nicest way I can say it before Daniel starts yelling at me. Hi boss man. <laughs> but don't, I wouldn't even know don't where to come get for acid. me or I will be, I do. 
or I will be mama bear. I watch investigation discovery and I have a degree in criminal justice with a focus in forensic science. Play with me if you want to. Boom. Yeah, that's that sound all nice, but every woman I know love them kind of shows and ain't got a liquor degree in that field. So it's something, it's something else. It's something else. That, that that's a, a good cover up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a good cover up. That's a good cover up. I really do though, y'all. Um, I, I went to an HBCU. <laughs> I went to an HBCU, shout out Miles College in Alabama. So Ooh. um your girl has a, a criminal justice degree with a with a focus in forensics. So, you know, I like the gore and, you know, all of that good stuff. So it's a fun time yeah. over here. We watch a lot of murder <laughs> mystery in this house. Claude. Um, I'm watching the mayor of Kingstown right now. Um, that's oh. my show that I'm binging. I shout out to Jeremy Renner, man. Hope you get better, dog. I know they yeah, get about, well soon. Uh, yeah, they talking about a two year recovery on him, man. I'm just glad he made it. Uh, because we had a a guy that we knew in a business that we uh we did a couple years ago he just passed about a, two weeks ago in a snowmobile incident so that stuff's scary out there bro uh i'm gonna stay away i'm gonna stay away i ain't messing i ain't messing with him yeah 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 we had a we had a family game night last night while the uh the all-star game was on and uh i want to say it's black car revolt yeah that's the name of the game it's called black car revolt and one of the <laughs> questions was one of the question was your white co-worker just got back from vacation. What did they talk about that they did on that trip? And one of them, I think letter A was skiing, and there was some other stuff on there. And skiing was wrong, but I think it was a majority rules answer. So it really didn't, it wasn't really a wrong answer. But uh, white people, we like it. to slide around on snow, man. We like it. I'm good, bro. Nope. <laughs> if it ain't Mount Twelvesky, I don't want it. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. But yeah, y'all be if y'all are snow anything, skiing, snowboard, mobiling, snowboarding, whatever, man, be safe, man. It's a lot of people getting hurt out there uh and stuff like that. I know Nate, he likes to snowboard, bro. You just 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 be careful, dog. Just be Crazy. careful out there. Crazy. <laughs> be careful. But um, yeah, man, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate y'all as always tuning in uh to the end. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Grizz 901 Network. Uh, catch all the post game shows on YouTube, and it's uh, going to be available uh, as soon as the post game show is over on all podcast network uh, platforms. I always say that. Uh, make mm -hmm. sure y'all tap into the post game spaces. We again, we off until Thursday, so you won't get none of that. But you can go over and re listen to any spaces been um, recorded over there on that page on Twitter. And uh, make sure you support all the articles coming out. I know, like I said, slow time a little bit with All Star, but I know Luke, you put some stuff out recently. Um, SBN, they putting out, pumping out stuff still. So uh, yeah, just tap in, man. Tap into all the Grizzly content um, and let us know. Leave a rate review, uh, what y'all want to hear more on this show. And uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. So we will see y'all next week. Shout out to the Grizz coming out of All Star Weekend. We're looking for some good stuff, looking for some good news, some good basketball. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, man. Y'all have a good week. Be safe. And as always, go Grease.